Hello again, everybody. Today, I felt like going into a deeper rabbit hole. Deeper, often necessarily an impractical perspective. I feel even the rabbit hole idea, the rabbit, Alice in Wonderland, who, who takes on this journey, where she meets the queen, the queen of the underworld, in effect, on the Matrix, where Neo meets Trinity, takes the red pill, follows the white rabbit. This is metaphor with the rabbit is, is a journey into the unknown, isn't it? And we're believed or conditioned to believe the unknown is a scary place. It's the not known. And because it can't be quantified, explained, rationalized, it's something to be avoided. But the interesting thing that I've found having gone through a spiritual awakening the last decade, in effect, it began with the breakdown of my marriage, feeling disconnected to my reality, having this moment, this aha moment, right? I walked out of the flat where I was sharing it with my partner at the time, walked up to the to the oval near the house and just sat down on a park bench. And I could feel everything collapsing around me. Everything I'd been so pushing so hard to prop up basically connected to a identity. That rationalism that I talk about, that's so avoiding the rabbit. And here I was, this rabbit, this new pathway was opening up and when I should be feeling scared or uncertain, I, I felt settled in this in this space of, of nature. I felt really present and like a whole weight had been lifted off my shoulders. And it's been a progressive integration of that since with the, the Camino de Santiago and leaving work and beginning a new career. But what I'm getting at with the rabbit and the practicality of going deeper into the unknown <laughs> is it's like the mind tells us certain things based on how we're encouraged to perceive reality, doesn't it? And you might not be aware of that Initially, I certainly wasn't aware that when you are so closed into that identity, your name is John Smith, John Smith is who you are, and John's the, the child of the Susan and Robert Smith, and Susan and Robert Smith come from this and that, and that background, this background. There's a conceptual layer and a history and a culture and identity, and John Smith has been brought up in a certain way, it's an environment, and supports a certain football team or football club, so is aligned with that environment, goes to a certain school, plays sport or, or competes against different schools, environments. It's all segregated, isn't it? <laughs> Ellie that reminds me of a friend of mine. Yeah, she she grew up in, um, she identifies as Greek, and for her culture, her background, um, and it could be like, I guess, a lot of other rival cultures, but um, there was certain conflict between the Greeks and the Macedonians. And she identified with that. And she had that certain conflict. But she found out the last few years that where, her, where she thought she came from was, was Greece, was actually part of Macedonia. And her culture was actually more Macedonian than Greek. So it created this space of awareness 
in her identity that like me when my marriage broke breaking down and I got on the, the the corporate chartered accountant I'm the guy that has a stable marriage and this and that or oh, this is John Smith and John Smith does this to Susie and Robert Smith or Katie Robert Smith when the things go wrong or what we were so attached to the identity that metaphorical ring that I've been talking about with Lord of the Rings and Frodo, the identity ring, the egoic ring. When that's taken away from its owner, given into the hard-oriented hobbit to be released into the Mount Doom, to be let go of, it's, it's this really interesting perspective. It opens up a whole different dimension of reality. And that's where the play begins, doesn't it? The integration period of the awakening seems to be you have these glimpses and they get stronger and stronger as the awareness is brought in and we can complicate it, can't we? And I was meditating on this yesterday. I've written 10 books on the awakening process and I find them all incredibly valuable. Every certain book, every has been a process and a I guess in a way it does cover the 10 years of this awakening journey. And it does have sort of practical teachings, teaching the impractical rabbit hole metaphor. But for people leading that identity like me, to help John Smith let go of John Smith, to let go of the ring and to expand the experience of awakening, awareness, live more from the heart. But then there's also very simple things that while we, we, we might need to understand them, and that's why 10 books are needed to explain it. Some of them are quite short books, particularly some of the more recent ones are more about changing awareness. But to move beyond the conceptual world, the only way out is through, isn't it? The only way out is through the middle. You've got to go through that same world. So, if you want to understand the non-conceptual, if you want to follow the rabbit, you've got to go through the conceptual to the non-conceptual. And so the only way to embody an awakened experience, a high conscious perception of reality, at least initially, is to conceptualise it. But that is the interesting thing, that while that does have value, you still, it's kind of also counterintuitive you try to conceptualize the non-conceptual. Awakening is an experience that can't, you get to this point where it can't ever be fully explained without experience. And that's the thing, until I had this moment where things have just gone wrong, and I'm like, this, this marriage is ending, this, this relationship's over. And more than the relationship and the marriage, the more, the identity, the bravado, the personage that I was trying to hold up, felt so attached to, the baggage, it was gone. And it's like all the resistance, all the energy that was put into holding it up, it was released. And that's what I'm getting at, and I can only hint at it at some level, because to provide content and information and value that resonates, it does have to be experienced. 
awakening needs to be experienced to be understood. Another way of sharing what I find valuable, and I'm not to, it's not to say courses and books are not all valuable. I mean, I write books, I provide content, but the books of the content are not going to be of value to you unless you've had a similar experience, a similar level of awakening, a similar rabbit that led you off to try to take the red pill. Something else, wasn't it? It was not the identity. Something else created that initial, at least spark of awareness. And it's already happening in effect. That's the truth. The, the, the glimpse, the, the God consciousness. That this, you're more than your identity. That's a, the, the gist of it. You've had this experience that you're more than that name and form, the John Smith. You're more than the football team you used to be so attached to. The, the, the identity, the, the assosism, the culture you were in line with. So it's already happened in that, that aha moment. So then all becomes about understanding, isn't it? So you can't teach the awakening. I remember Alan Watts, who's someone I respect a lot. He's probably one of the renowned experts on spiritual awakening. And I do reference him in a couple of my works, particularly following a diving plate awakening. I created a character partly based on him. He would be a leading expert in the awakening field. He studied for most of his life. Could similarly relate to a lot of what I've been talking about in all my content. But I remember one of the big things that jumped out was like, as much as he spent talking about it, sharing it, his big gist is awakening happens. It just happens. But the conception mind can't get that because the conception mind is looking for instructions, a manual, a guide. <laughs> yeah, I guess the other one that's coming to mind of this, into mind, is Carlos Castaneda. And while I've, why and while I've been talking about this, I've been under sense of more. Carlos is very much a scientific type person in his works. He's wanting to, as an anthropologist, he wants to have detailed instructions, procedures, manual. But his world perception is coming up against someone who is a sorcerer, a shaman, whose worldview perception, while he understands the world that Carlos comes from, he's aware that it's awareness, intent, the spirit, the divine, that creates all the changes. Beyond the effect, there's the cause. The procedures, the manual, the, the talking, the speaking, the doing, the actions, are all related to the cause. And it's a similar thing with the conscious and the subconscious mind, the masculine and the feminine. <laughs> the masculine patriarchal mind, that's so geared around doing the reason and rationalism, wants to have a conceptual answer to everything. And because we're brought up in this environment, the only way out is through, we need to conceptualise these experiences at least to initially understand them. But what Castaneda gets that with Don Juan in, his, in this concluding summary of the teachings of the apprenticeship, a 10 year long apprenticeship that they shared, is it wasn't really sorcery that he was teaching from the means of magic tricks or hocus pocus. 
everything that Don Juan as the shaman was assisting Carlos with was shifting his assemblage point integrating and raising his level of consciousness allowing his point of perception of self to be moved to the place of no pity the third point the place of solar knowledge and they are all terms and concepts and that's talked about in this book the power of silence in fact the concluding book on the apprenticeship of, of carlos Casanova and don juan the, the integrated spiritual awakening that these just words to describe an experience but the experience the awareness Nothing happens without the intervention of the spirit, divinity, the I am, intent. Intent, I am, the spirit are all the first cause. And they, an awakening experience makes no sense unless there's been no cause. Everything I talk about has no value unless the I am, the divine, has created some form of energetic awareness in you to sense that truth. So everything that we go through experiences and conversations and dialogue and what books help explain the processes, the stage of awakening. They're still all effects. The effect of how we feel internally. The conscious mind, I do feel more of the masculine, you know, they talk about the lovers within and the lovers is one of the, the cards in the major tarot deck, which I do also mention in the garden the conscious and the and the subconscious are seen as the lovers and if you're interested in learning more about the subconscious mind i'd recommend books like the subconscious power of the subconscious mind dr joseph murphy but there's so much stuff on this that we're not drawn to it until we've had this cause this awareness within the conscious mind as the masculine the masculine lover holds the space for the feminine the subconscious and it's, just, it's not necessarily what sex you identify with, it's more of the yin-yang basis. But they perform what could be perceived as more general masculine-feminine roles. The feminine is like the earth frequency, the mother. She gives birth to everything. She gives birth to all the manifestations. She helps create the reality. But depending on what you believe, what I feel inclined to share, is she's that Kali, she's the Magdalene, she's the the Isis frequency of the Earth Mother Divine. She's infinite divine feminine. And it's the divine masculine, the masculine lover, is to choose the thoughts, the words, the power of mind and speech. That's all we can do. And while reading books, writing books, speaking, they're all affected and affected by the subconscious mind. It's a partnership, it's a marrying of the two. If you choose to speak negatively, focus on negativity, your mind and speech are focused on what you're missing, what you're without, the subconscious mind brings four manifestations that affirm that reality. Similarly, <laughs> and this is the tough one, when you have that glimpse of awakening and you become more aware of the power of mind and speech, particularly of the law of attraction space, you might try to practice positivity, unconditional love, don't want to say that, but there's so much stuff happening below the surface. There's so many his story, his story, that's been sub subverted, subdued, 
restricted, held within the subconscious. So there's a disharmony between the lovers. So this is where embodiment becomes really a powerful identity shifting, which is a stage on the awakening. But to me, it's still the same premise of what I talked about with Castaneda and other Watts, an awakening and the rabbit. You can look at it, Alice is in the, the masculine world before she dies down the rabbit hole to the feminine world. And the masculine world seemingly makes sense because it's the conception mind. It's where things are organized and ordered and layered. But the power and the ability for the masculine to be perceived is all below the surface in the feminine, which is impractical. It can't be rationalized. It's divinity, the I am, the spark, the cause. So the, the subconscious is the cause and the masculine is the effect. But we've seemed to have had it around the other way, haven't we? Particularly the last few thousand years when we moved, well, Castaneda and Dolan talk more about moved from the realm of, of the perception from, in fact, mysticism or connection to the land, the earth, silence, towards reason. So reason's trying to subdue the feminine. It's, it's trying to block it, hold it. But whatever resists is persist, repressed is expressed. And so on the awakening journey, you may have come up against this where you've had this experience and you're aware of the power of positivity and thoughts and you speak but if you are saying something that you don't feel the disharmony is still that the feeling is still got to override it but it's an integration phase it's the discipline practice <sighs> Unless you persist with this, this awakening, and that's, again, whether it is reading books of the osmosis effect, writing books, producing content, listening content, doing affirmations, which affirmations and meditation is listening, allowing the subconscious mind to express in more of a non-conceptual way. Affirmations actually speak to more to the subconscious mind, the Neville Goddard imagination. Unless you cultivate that and you persist with it, you'll just keep seeing whatever you've always seen. You'll keep getting a repetition, that grand old day metaphor. But remember, awakening happens. That's the cause. What caused it? Awakening happened. There's nothing that you can do to really avoid it. <laughs> yeah, for me, I, I, yeah, 10 years ago, the marriage breaking down and sitting on the park bench, you feel like, I just feel very different started reading a lot of mystical books. That's my effect. Walked the Camino de Santiago, 2,000 kilometers through France, Spain and Portugal. Effect. Quit my job because I felt disconnected from the environment. Wanted to listen to my heart. Start writing books. The effect. Leave certain relationships. Grow my hair long. Started buying the full energy. Walk, look around like Jesus. Becoming more of the mystic. Experiment with Reiki, shamanic healing. Effect. They're all effects of the cause. The awakening happened. But what caused the awakening to happen? The conception mind, the world above the rabbit hole. What caused Alice to, to go down the rabbit hole? What caused Neo to take the red pill? The ironic thing was, it was the complete attachment in this, uh, to this world, discon discontent with this world, frustration with it this feeling within that there had to be more. 
So the attachment to it, the frustration with it, the persistence in the conceptual world, the masculine, is what created this willingness to do something different. <laughs> so the suffering does create this desire for change. Overwhelming suffering creates a desire to no longer suffer. The contrast, what Abraham and Mr. Hicks were talking about, the contrast puts things in the vortex, the imagination, the subconscious mind, to live a more inspired reality. And this is really the point that it doesn't make sense until the awakening has happened. Awakening will happen for everyone and everything, and we can't force it. But what we can do is embody unconditional love withdrawing our attention from the conceptual which is only ever reflected from the internal the non-conceptual thanks again for watching for being a part of this praying to tend that was a real value for you bye for now